Hi, I'm Tracy Chong, Head of Surbiton High Boys Prep. And I'm Louise McKay-Barnold, Head of Surbiton High Girls Prep. And this is Talking Heads, where we discuss topical matters impacting on the education of primary age children. On today's episode, we're going to be talking about the importance of play and how children can manage their own boredom. So, Tracy, starting off, why, why do you think it's important for children to have downtime? I think it's as important for children as it is for adults, and, and we plan downtime into our own schedules, and I think it's important for children to have it too. Um, they need that rest and recharge, don't they, That in exactly the same way as we do. They've had a busy day. I think sometimes they, they're not... You don't let your brain unwind and digest what's happened unless you have that opportunity to completely um, to completely rewind, really, and think back to your day. Um, and I think children are incredibly good at reflecting if they're given that time to do so. I think also children today have such busy lives, don't they? There's so much going on. They've got so many activities, so many things happening in their life that actually, particularly with younger children, when they've got shorter attention spans and they need frequent breaks, we need to build that into their lives because they just don't get it otherwise. Um, do you think that children's downtime should be unstructured or should it be structured time? You know, what's the difference between that? I think it's quite hard for children to structure their own downtime. Um, so I think they need guidance in, in some respects. But actually, in doing that, we can quite often, as the adult, be a little bit too structured. It might be something that they're, they're just not interested in. So I do think to start off with, for sure, they, they need it's structured for them. Um, it allows them to be uh, self-directed, absolutely. But and, and a parent will know where their levels of interest are. So, you know, asking them to do yoga when actually they have n- no interest at all might be quite difficult. But the, just that opportunity to be able to create and think for themselves and be a bit creative with role play, with small world play, all of those opportunities that you can actually let your imagination go, I think are really important. I think it's also important that, like you say, they have a mixture, don't they? They have a mixture of structured time where you're pointing them in the right direction, but also to time where you're not providing them with anything and you're just allowing them to use their imaginations and to like you said use their creativity and and think of things for themselves rather than being led into what they they need to be doing all the time and I think there's also during downtime with more structured activities giving them activities that really promote relaxation and mindfulness is really important so you know whether that is yoga like you mentioned and for some children that's not what they want to do at all but for others actually being taught how to do something like that can be really beneficial and then meditation and you know we do meditation on school trips for example you know if any of the girls are having trouble getting to sleep at night we've done on our recent ski trip we did you know kind of whole group meditation where everybody got that opportunity to switch off from a busy day before they went back to their rooms and we found that really really beneficial and I think it can really reduce stress and anxiety and can be really beneficial for children if they get into that habit. What would you say are the the physical and mental benefits of having downtime? Well there's so much research isn't there about your even from an academic point of view about your memory and your working memory and actually the fact that when you are in your sort of sleepful moments or your relaxed moments, that's when your brain is taking in everything that you have learned that day. Um, But it is also crucial. So, so from an academic point of view, I think it's absolutely crucial, but it it also prepares them for that sleep. We, We have so many, and we've touched on that before in other podcasts, but we have so many children who have issues going to sleep and therefore come into school, absolutely not prepared for a day's learning. And we, and both at the girls prep and the boys prep, we keep them really busy. 
So they actually do need that sleep. If they are having that opportunity to just have that downtime where their brain, as you said, is just kind of relaxing, meditating, journaling, yoga, whatever it is, is just making them slow down. I think it's really important. But it also gives them such a strong sense of of independence. And I think it's, you know, that those moments, they don't always have to be timetabled. They don't always have to be routine, but they do they do need to be able to just shut off. And and if you are, um, you know, a parent that, that has a really busy life with your children, and as we all do, really, but if if they you know that their days are as busy as they are, they do need to learn to to actually shut off from it all. I think also they, they have to learn how to make decisions for themselves when they have time, don't they? You know, they have to be able to, you know, make up games, use their imagination. You know, we, we always laugh, don't we, about how children, you know, you, we, they have all these expensive toys, but actually give them a cardboard box and some saucepans and actually, you, you know, their imagination runs wild and they need opportunities to do that rather than having time with toys, sometimes having time with just objects around the house and, and seeing what they can create from them and allowing them to make decisions themselves and take responsibility. And if they're in groups, you know, create rules. What, what's the rule for this game and how are we doing that without an adult? stepping in all the time why do you think that that free play that we've just mentioned is important for children what you see if you if you look back on um, communication and language throughout the years and particularly coming in at early years um, over the last 10 years we've seen a real drop and a real requirement for for much more input from speech and language therapists um looking at expressive language, looking at receptive language. And actually often it is because they've not had that constant communication back into a sort of a, a kind of timeline of their their day talked to them and through communication. So I think, you know, this is a vital part. So free play where, you know, like historically, I don't want to show my age, but historically we would have had our Barbies out and doing role play and we would have had a discussion around you know it, it would have been really animated and creative because we were using all the right vocabulary and getting excited about the whole small world play and you know Playmobil and Lego is all really really good for that strong communication but it also helps them regulate a little bit because they are playing almost in a in a dramatic situation so through the eyes of something else so uh, you know I think this is a, a really key skill um, and it's often one that children particularly with any additional needs find really really difficult yes I think on that point it's, it's interesting isn't it that a lot of uh, research shows that children who do engage in regular play also tend to be more resilient they tend to be more adaptable and, and like you mentioned they're actually better they're better able to cope with their own emotions mm-hmm. and to when things go wrong knowing how to regulate because they've almost had that that role play and that aspect of it really helps them in that situation. I think, you know, one of the things, and you've touched on this a little bit that we've noticed, you know, over the last, say, 10 years, is that some children don't know how to play. And and it's not something actually that comes innately to children. And, and some children who've had that experience you know, do very well at it. And for other children, they really struggle. And one of the things that we talk about, you know, particularly with our reception children, is the difference between children who play with other children and children who play alongside other children. Yeah, I think that's so true, actually. If you think of that, those uh, stages of development, as they leave nursery and come into the early years setting within a school, so into reception, um, often there 
is their play is very egocentric because it is very much about the thing that they're playing with rather than the people. And so we do work quite hard in those first sort of six to eight weeks about trying to get them to socialise and understand that actually it's a mutual thing and play is not just for you, it's for you as a group. And um, it's one of the things that, you know, we feel is really important if you are one of those parents at home that have a very strict routine with your play, so, you know, there's no toys out in a certain room and it gets put away spotlessly at the end of the day and um, there's only a certain time that comes out, sometimes that does stimmy their opportunity to naturally play. And actually, some brilliant advice I had once from um, a musician who said, uh, you know, I was tearing my hair out with my son not practicing his guitar um, and thinking, well, I'm paying for these lessons. Why aren't you practicing? And, uh, you know, he said, just leave the guitar out. And I had been absolutely doing that, putting it away, zipping it away, putting his music away with it. And so it wasn't so tempting to just happen upon it. And I think that's really important with toys as well. You can become, we all want the children to learn how to tidy up after themselves. Don't get me wrong. I'm not saying, suggesting for a minute that we don't do that. But I do think it's really important to be able to allow it and it's there and it's out and it's open so that they've got that opportunity to choose for themselves. Yeah, definitely. And I think to what you're saying about choosing, that's the bit I think that can sometimes be tricky, uh, particularly with screens. Uh, you know, we, we've, we've talked before and it's been something that parents have raised that would be really helpful. And we've talked about doing a podcast in the future about screen time and how you manage that at home. But I think one of the things that can be very difficult if you're giving children free play, sometimes you have to control what they have access to. So yes, it's free play but free play doesn't include going on the iPad you know so the screen is not available and they've got to come up with other you know the Lego is there or the you know something else is there whatever it is that their interests are in and then sometimes things that they haven't perhaps shown interest in that they might this time and so sometimes you, you want the children to have free play but you as the adult have to structure it very slightly um, and I think with all that screen time that children are, are getting you know which which is natural and I think you know of course their screen time is much more increased than you know we would ever have we watched tv and that was about it um a lot of children have have lost the ability to know what to do when left to their own devices so sometimes you do need to you know give them that unstructured time but put out you know some dressing up clothes or put out some blocks or maybe leave some art supplies out for them so you're not telling them they need to be doing the art but actually you're giving them that choice in the same way we do in reception i guess you know that's one of the things that we do with putting those tasks out for them and then letting them choose What are your thoughts of screen time and play time? I think screen time is incredibly difficult. And, and if I'm honest, I'm forever grateful that my two are kind of, you know, 23 and 26 now. I didn't really have those challenges. Um, but I can see that for parents now, it's really, really challenging. And so when a child wants to choose what they're doing, they might have gone home, they might have done some homework, they might have been to a club, um, and they want to choose their downtime, they will quite often choose a device. So uh, that isn't actually downtime, is it, in terms of your brain? Your brain is really, really active. And if you look at some of the st statistics about what your brain's doing when you're on a device, it's often jumping around. And, and so the very thing that we're asking them to do about downtime is just relax that brain activity, allow it to just settle. Um, and, and, and a device doesn't do that. So I think it's really important. And I, I, let's be honest, as adults, we're not very good at it either. Mm. But I think um, making sure that in the evening that 
that device time is limited because it definitely has a, a direct correlation. So you might think because you've got a Kindle or they've, they're, you know, they've, they're reading their books on the Kindle that that's not a device. And, and it still is a device. And, and unfortunately, it was really interesting. I had a really good conversation with some of my year four boys just this week. Um, and one of them said, well, it can get re- it can get really tempting. And then it becomes a bit of a fixation. And he admitted it. He said it becomes a bit obsessive. He said so. I, I, and he admitted that he had realized that he was becoming it was it was his primary concern to get onto this particular game um and and that's really hard because actually what you're talking about is addiction from a really early age so i personally don't think screen time should be accounted for when it's when we're talking about downtime and and free play no i don't think there's room for it yeah definitely and i think you know like you said that a lot of it is as adults we're not very good either you know as adults we're, we're glued to our phones or we're glued to our ipads or and actually i think a lot of that when you have children is about modeling it and it's really tricky but modeling there is a time in the evening when my phone goes away you know or we, we don't have phones around dinner time or we we don't have time phones for three hours before bedtime and actually showing your children that there are other ways to unwind and there are other ways to relax and you know I I know for myself that sometimes just mindlessly scrolling on my phone I've convinced myself that's relaxing but it's not because you know my brain is in overdrive and actually things like having a jigsaw out and you know having a jigsaw on the dining room table and keeping it out for a week or so and, and everyone who wanders past just sees if they can put a couple of pieces in so you're not sitting down to do a jigsaw but you're giving children the opportunity to to do that or you know having some lego that you build together as a family giving children other options of things they can do when they need to relax i think is is really important and actually like you said about screen time we're we're going to do another podcast on that but it's definitely something that we're, we're balancing every day at school yeah and please do feel free you know we we try to tailor make the podcast with the subjects that perhaps you've come up with in the past our most frequently asked questions but if you do have any thoughts that you'd like Louise and I to touch on in terms of um, podcasts do please let us know and we'd be very happy to do so. So in conclusion I think you know what we've talked about today that play is really essential for the development particularly of primary age children and it's it's really important to encourage your children to engage in in regular playtime because children need to be taught you know can they manage their own boredom and do they have the ability to to entertain themselves as 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 we know you know as adults it's a skill that's going to to serve them really well throughout the rest of their lives Thank you for joining us today. Our show today was produced in-house at Surbiton High School. If there's a topic that you'd like covered on the show, you can email us at podcast at surbitonhigh.com. The Surbiton High School podcast is available on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts from. Don't forget to like and subscribe. And so it's a goodbye from me. And goodbye from me.